I'm my tired skirt, today. And we're now live on Hello, Instagram. That, let me, the spare room is such a mess. Well, come around here then. Let me shut the door. Why don't you come around here? <laughs> <laughs> this is a thrilling start to the podcast. <laughs> So hi everyone. The we're on, and we're on um, Instagram the, Live right now, obviously. But also for anyone who is listening to this, we're also recording this as a podcast. So this podcast will be available um, next week. Um, so we're Insta Live and podcasting at the same time. Um, so I've got Stacey Dooley here. <laughs> I like the full title. Yeah, Stacey Dooley MBE. Sorry. That's right. And, um, yeah, I'm a stickler for that. <laughs> so, how's uh, how's uh, self isolating, social distancing treating you? We have been practicing social distancing mm-hmm. so prior to Boris's announcement mm. for like four or five days, hadn't we? Yeah, what are we on day six now of our staying at home? I think so. Yeah, and then today, obviously, Boris um, made the announcement last night and we've been in the flat all day um, I've been working so I'm making a documentary for BBC Three looking at coronavirus mm-hmm. um, and we're desperate to hear from like the unsung heroes who know all of this because you'll be sat in the bedroom listening mm-hmm. poor thing um, but yeah I should shout out to this as well actually I should exploit your platform yeah yeah absolutely um, so we are making and a documentary for BBC Three, uh, broadly speaking, we're looking at coronavirus, but particularly interested in the unsung heroes. So, you know, it might be people that are looking after uh, their older neighbours, they might be distributing foods, they might be giving blood, they might be homeschooling, they might be working in supermarkets, walking to, I don't know, anything, anyone that you think is sort of going above and beyond and prioritising others, email me at stacy at truevisiontv.com okay there you go now we decided to do um this episode we're going to do these like weekly chats right i've gone mad um, uh, about just stuff anything that is interesting uh to us right. R- rather than just do like um rather than just do like you know, here's us exercising at home um, because I think there's so much of that I available. I feel like that's quite an oversaturated market and everyone's much better at it than us. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to discuss things because obviously Stacey's really good at that and that's what I like doing as well. So like, we'll just keep our minds active um, at, at the moment. So it's not going to be called Hobby Club. I really like Hobby Club, but Kevin Clifton thinks he's too cool for Hobby Club. I think Hobby Club sounds like something that, that you arts do. Like arts and crafts on like your, your holiday uh, you know Haven Sands yeah exactly what's wrong with that I, no there's nothing wrong with it I just don't think it, it's really sounds like what this is <laughs> hobby club a bit silly um, but anyway this first episode we we're going to be um, talking about fast fashion um, which is something that you're really interested in right yes as, as the yes. first as, as the first episode okay um, which you've done a documentary about yes and it was one of the more surprising documentary chats uh, documentary episodes that that you've done for me because there was that bit at the beginning where you did the whole thing about what's polluting the earth more out of these you know six things and you laid them all out and like fashion clothes was was on the list and nobody would have put it Gabby Roslin oh Gabby Roslin hiya hello darling Um, nobody would have said um, 
at that point that fashion was one of the uh, top ones and it came out was it number Heavy one or number two was it? well lots of people argue that it's in, it's certainly in the top three some people say it's the second biggest polluter so shall I tell you a little bit about what the documentary touched on yeah yes please so we made the documentary and I should just say as well as a bit of a disclaimer I am not an expert I'm not a hive of knowledge I'm not a textiles scientist um I'm just interested. I just genuinely find it quite fascinating. And because I'm such a consumer and I'm such a shopper, I feel like I'm just trying to do my tiny bit in terms of like ethical Mm. fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, Or just being a bit more mindful. Anyway, so we made a documentary in 2018. Made a documentary looking at fast fashion Mm -hmm. and just consumerism. Um, And I spent some time in Kazakhstan and some time in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And essentially we were just looking at where the high street garments are produced and those that are affected as a direct result. So I was aware of like the human cost of fashion, but not necessarily the environmental cost. Mm-hmm. And then went to Kazakhstan. Yeah. And there was this, the Aral Sea, yeah. which was a large body of fresh water. And um, it was really interesting. They were taking pictures from space of the earth and they were going where's the Aral Sea and the Aral Sea had all but disappeared and that was because there was this sort of insatiable appetite for cotton and cotton is a very thirsty crop and I know you find that funny because you always say it, you call it a thirsty crop and it's funny I know it is yeah see they're saying yeah he must have watched the doc hmm. but um, when I do a book tour and social distancing social distancing social distancing so I do a book tour and I always explain that cotton is a thirsty crop and Kevin finds that really funny yeah. but cotton is a very thirsty crop a so thirsty cotton crop. requires loads of water yeah um, and then the sea yeah all but disappeared and then there were all these fishermen these families in Kazakhstan not being able to, you know, catch fresh fish or, you know, support their families and there were health conditions and I mean, it was outrageous. And then we spent some time in Indonesia and we saw that some of the factories making clothes for our high street stores weren't behaving responsibly, like dumping the shit in the river. The river was so polluted and then the kids were washing in the water, you know, covered in rashes and respiratory problems. You know, it's um, it's a serious, a serious topic, and one that we all sort of we're complicit, really, because we all love shopping. Me, mm. I'm the worst. Mm. And so, and so, this is about like what we tend to do is like we'll go um, to like the high street shops mm-hmm. and and just buy something that we'll wear um, once or twice. Mm-hmm because we can get it for cheap and then chuck it away and there's this turnover all the time of our wardrobe mm-hmm. right and and the effect that that's having on the environment is a massive one mm-hmm. which we which we don't understand I didn't understand that thing about jeans what what was it how it was like a ridiculous number of litres of water yeah. it takes to make like it a pair of thousands jeans thousands and thousands of litres of water to produce one pair of uh, denim jeans yeah which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You think the, the amount of denim we're, we're just used to buying and throwing away and, and, and Also, whatever. gold is quite taxing on the planet. So everyone always says to me, like, where do you get your jewellery from? And I was covered in gold. But um, it's always second-hand, like, not always, but often it's second-hand. This isn't real gold. 
isn't it? Do you think I'm that much money, Kevin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These are gold. These, yeah, I, yeah. I do love gold. I suppose like gold hoops are my thing, aren't they? But um, oh, my mum, my mum. <laughs> um, but yeah, gold is quite taxing on the planet. So there was a shop when I used to live in Brighton. There was a shop near the clock tower that sold um, second-hand golds, and they've got really amazing pieces. And the price is fairly reasonable because gold can be really expensive. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I try and buy a lot of second-hand. So it's getting people to buy more second-hand stuff? I think it's getting people to buy more second-hand stuff, but also going back to owning clothes instead of consuming them. I think someone made a good comparison. It's like we've started to consume clothes in the way that we consume food. It's like it's, it's a one-time thing, hmm. and, and we need to get that out of our we need to Out start re-wearing stuff. Yeah, and going back to owning them and loving them. And when they're, when they're falling apart, you sort of take them to the seamstress and she'll sort you out. Or you take them to the dry cleaners and, you know, he'll take it, you know, undo the hem or whatever. Hmm. Um, and also, the, the truth is, like, you look at these fast fashion organisations and these fast fashion labels and you, you can't buy a bikini for a couple of quid. You just can't. If you think of all the things that a garment has to go through, mm. somebody's not being treated fairly or the planet isn't being treated fairly if you're able to do that for two quid. Yeah, exactly. But and what Why don't you tell them about your hoodie? My hoodie. I'm very proud of this hoodie that I've gone right now. Um, obviously, you can't see it if you're listening to this on the podcast. But um, this hoodie that I'm wearing right now is made out of... How many was it? I'm not sure how many... But loads of plastic bottles, like recycled plastic bottles. So I'm very, I'm very proud of it. I wear it all the time. Because you it, tell everyone that. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like it looks cool and it feel and it feels cool. Um, but it's like re, it's recycled. So, so there's there's more and more stores doing this, isn't there? Like recycled uh-huh. clothing. Um, but like the a lot of people. Is, go on. Sorry to interrupt. No, go the, on. the key is with that is you need to pick up a garment because you love the look of it and then it needs to be a bonus. Oh, actually, this has been made responsibly because when you try and do it the other way round, it will never make it into mainstream. You know what I mean? Because not enough people will buy something just because it's been ethically produced. Hmm. You need to love it and think, I'm really going to feel the part in this piece. Oh, and it's been made well. Yeah. And, and are there are there brands like doing that, like like making stuff that uh, that looks good, you know, you know? But like, isn't it quite expensive? Because I know this hoodie was quite expensive. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think sometimes and not everyone can afford to just sort of be. Um, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this sort of responsibly, and I'm gonna get something recycled. But then, yeah. You know, if it costs loads of money, then they can't do it. So they're going to go and just get the cheap thing. And that's often, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a valid point, And that often comes up in the argument. And I recognise that I'm in a privileged position, right? And I've got more of a disposable, you know, I've got more money to be able to buy things in the hope that they'll last longer. But you've got secondhand stores like Oxfam, Save the Children, my friend shop Wolf and Gypsy, they're all second-hand stores, but they've got really beautiful, decent pieces in them. And they are comparable, the prices, with some of the stuff that you'll get in the higher streets. So it doesn't always have to be like a ridiculous amount. Mm. 
Um, I was just looking at some of the questions coming through. Like, g- yeah. g- give us um, questions to talk about on this topic as well. Like, St- Stacey's really good at this, and she's really she's really interested in this. Um, I mean, I'm interested, but I'm not very good. <laughs> Someone just asked about trainers. Yeah. Do they do like recycled trainers? Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was saying like he buys loads of trainers all the time. You know who are good. I mean. Anything I'm saying, it's not a paid post, it's not a sponsor, blah, 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 blah. But you know who were um, very vocal at the Copenhagen uh, Sustainability Summit? Nike, which um, I found really surprising because they're a huge sort of corporation. You would assume that, you know, they're mass producing and so maybe they're not as, it's not in their interest particularly to... um, you know, take an interest in this kind of thing. But they were very vocal and they were saying lots of things that I found quite compelling. Uh, Levi's were good at the Sustainability Summit. Um, H&M spoke to me and I just walked up to them and kind of doorstopped them and said, you know, what do you think about X, Y and Z? Um, there were a couple of companies who declined. There was one online um, Brand who said, yeah, oh God, we can't wait to get talking and we've got so much we'd like to say and da 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 and then cancelled on the morning of, of the mm. interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony giving me, if you still got the trainers I gave you for football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't, I, don't, I don't throw away loads of clothes, do I? No, you're good. I'm quite good at keeping... Even the idea of throwing clothes away makes me shudder now. Like there's just no need to be throwing clothes away, even if you don't love them or you've sort of had your moment. You know, you've you've had your time with them. You just give them, like, just give them to the charity shop. Yeah. Sell them on yeah, eBay. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, just give them to the charity it's about shop. Recycling. Yeah, keep wearing them. And it's and because um, I know, like, so, sometimes people confuse, um, like, say, if they see you wearing something that's like maybe maybe a, a brand that's quite expensive or something yeah. they confuse that with it oh well aren't, aren't you supposed to be against all that and it's not really about that is no. it so it's not about like the price of what you've bought it's no. about continuously wearing it and it's using like cost it as, per a, wear. as yeah cost per wear I think, that's it. I think there's always faux outrage isn't there there's someone sort of desperate to be angry about something the truth is I've always said from the start like these aren't earnest posts it's not about me being a martyr and not loving fashion and not loving shopping anymore I'm just trying to I'm trying to understand what I'm buying and what process it's been through and loving it for for years and years and years um and I tend to like treat myself to like fancy bags or fancy shoes in the hope that I've got them for like decades and some of the bags I have got, like a couple of the posh bags in there, I bought when I was what, 20 and I'm 33. Yeah, well, yeah, so that's it. So the cost per wear, like, yeah. is, it is pretty low because you use it quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not about the price of the thing, it's about how much you're going to use it. And respecting, just going back to, like, respecting things. The bit that you told me about um, shops, like, the what if like returned items, yeah, that's the thing that shocked me that I didn't know about. So, you were saying that, um, when you get why are you laughing at me because I want to pitch this as a doc <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, about them returning items, like, like when people return the items, they just burn them or, or whatever, no. they, they, ch- they chuck them away yeah. rather than resell them. Yeah, so there are some labels I, I want to make, I want to make a documentary about this. 
Um, so I don't want to go into too much detail because then when I take it to a commissioner, they'll say, you've already spoken about this on Kevin's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are some labels that do burn their garments because they can't entertain the idea of them like trickling down into mainstream. They think they're, they're so elite. You mm. know, they don't want to be found in cheaper kind of stores, which I find pretty disgusting. Um, and there are other there are other labels online where it's actually in their interest to just dump a returned item instead of unpacking it and then repacking it and sending it on to another customer, which again I just think is pretty disgraceful behaviour. Yeah, I know when when they could when they could just be using all these clothes and not. Right. not killing the environment no, it's, it's mad yeah, it just it's, it's mad. really irresponsible actually I think it's um, particularly in this day and age and particularly when like sustainability is, is such a buzzword and it's thrown around so much actually a lot of it's lip service like so many people don't give a shit and they don't care someone said why do you think people buy items made from recycled products less I don't know is it just that we don't know about it enough it's all the, all the we get pushed all the brands all the time in advertising yeah. but we just don't know about all the the recycled clothing brands is it just a case of that we just need to get the word out more somehow I think a lot of them are are tiny businesses aren't they like they're passion projects and they're people working really hard in their tiny little studios so yeah maybe they're not at the forefront of everyone's minds Mm. and we have to do the research and try to sort of figure it out for ourselves a bit more where the high streets walk down the road and we're bombarded with images and offers and you know sales and yeah, it's addictive, isn't it? Sometimes you walk into a shop and it's the transaction and the idea of it all being, oh, this is going to make me, you know, it really does cheer you up. Hmm. And what about them jeans that you bought? Someone was asking about them that you were talking about the other day on your Instagram. Yeah, they, um, so I had been, I think I was doing a shoot for ranking. I did a shoot, like a, I did a fancy shoot and um, I wanted all of the clothes um, to be sustainable. And I asked, we did um, a cover, was it Cosmopolitan? I did the Cosmo cover and we did everything secondhand. All the clothes were from Oxfam. But I I asked if we can do that sometimes just to see, you know, actually it can still look very glamorous and you don't look like your name is, I don't know, Moonbeam and you only sort of walk around in hemp like you know you can still look the part anyway I came across these jeans and I just thought they were really brilliant and they felt very comfortable and it's recycled denim so she goes around to loads of different um, recycling units and she's got a studio in East London and then she'll sort of pick them apart and then put them back together and yeah just makes a brand new pair of jeans from old denim that would have gone to gone to waste otherwise yeah which is really cool but there are so many people doing really wicked things like that yeah we just don't know about them enough though do we um and someone was asking about the treatment of the workers yes in general yes i think that's improved i mean i did a film i did a series called blood sweat and t-shirts when i was young like 1920 100 years ago and uh, the premise was really straightforward. So it took like six British consumers to India and showed us how our high street garments were made. Mm. And um, it was really shocking. It was really sobering. You know, child labour was a pressing issue and some of the working conditions were abhorrent, like just totally unacceptable. You know, minimum wage wasn't being adhered to. 
Um, but then I think that, you know, that got people talking and we recognized that that wasn't good enough. And like I said earlier, so we understood the human cost, but we didn't understand the environmental cost. Um, so, and then obviously there was that huge disaster um, it's in Bangladesh. You know, when the factory um, collapsed. Oh, right. It was, it was just, it was heartbreaking. I was watching it. It was years ago now. Lucy wrote a book about it. Um, and all these workers died because, you know, nobody took their safety seriously. No one gave a shit about these workers. Um, and then there was sort of global outrage, rightly so. And so, yeah, I think things are improving on that front. Um, yeah. No. Okay. Someone just mentioned on the comments that there's a there's an app called I, th- I can't remember whether it said Good on You or Good for You, um, where you can search like like for each brand that you're buying from. Apparently, you can search like how ethical they are um, with the you know with how they produce cool. their clothes. I, I didn't catch whether it said Good for You or Good on You. Um, so if, if whoever commented on that, if you could put that up again, but that seems like a good idea. Yeah, totally. So, so you can research, research into the brand as well, like transparency. And even even when brands haven't got it haven't got it totally right and they're not perfect, I sort of understand that because it's so difficult to be. But I think just openness and just being very clear about what's going on and you know, good, we're not good on perfect. you. It's called on the app store. Oh, good, brilliant. good on you. Oh, we'll yeah. have a look. Um, are you guys dating? No. <laughs> um, yeah. That's going to be a headline now. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey dumps Kev, right? Why not? Um, what am I saying? Yeah, as long as they say, it's, it's the transparency mm. that's attractive. We haven't mm. got it right, but we're desperate to, you know, we're desperate to kind of get there and we're doing X, Y, and Z to try and make that happen mm. yeah. and I've seen since you did your um, documentary and since, since you've been doing more about it I've seen um, a lot of like YouTubers and that and influencers are yeah. making more of an effort do you remember so, I showed you that video with that um, girl Vanessa I mm. showed you that video she's like um, she's a really popular Instagram influencer and um, she was just very candid and very honest and I found it really refreshing she sort of sat on the floor talking down to her camera saying look I've done fashion weeks and I've been doing these for years and I'm just exhausted and it's making me think you know what's it all about like does this sit with you know my what I personally stand for in terms of like yeah the price of um, the price on the environment and how people are treated and um you know, mm. is there enough diversity? Um, it's just, she was really brilliant. And then actually, I commented underneath and then loads of influencers got in touch and said, oh, you know, desperate to do our bit. Um, so the conversation is definitely out there a bit more mm. than it was. Yeah, well, I'm certainly definitely more like aware of it. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm buying less. Yeah. In, t- in terms of like what 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 I'm wearing, the and then are well, yeah, <laughs> but before all this, um, but then also, um, oh, 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just aware of just, just making sure I'm, I'm wearing my, my stuff all the time. And, and if there is some, like a shop that's selling like recyclable clothing, I'm, I'm more sort of inclined to go in. Whereas I probably would have just walked. Even on your radar. It wasn't really on my radar before. That's the thing. I don't think it's even the case a lot of the time of people going, oh, I'm into this or I'm not. It's just not really on their, on their radar. It wasn't an, until I saw your documentary. It just wasn't a thing for me. Yeah. I'd never even thought about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that it was having that kind of Im- impact on the environment. And it was at that time when we all knew that plastic was trashing the planet, but we didn't understand what fashion was doing, the textiles industry. Like I was reading a, um, I was reading an article the other day that said there are about seven and a half billion people on the planet, and every year there are approximately a hundred billion garments made. That's a lot of garments. So over seven and a half billion people, but a year, approximately a hundred billion garments are being produced. There aren't like official figures. Yeah. But that's what they estimate, which is... Bloody hell. Mind-blowing. Hmm. Nuts. Yeah. That's craziness. Yeah. So it's really wasteful. Okay. Now, have you got any other things that you want to say about this at the moment or if you've got any other questions I was thinking we might do just some random questions as well okay. at the end of this because we're having lots of people asking us loads of things about what we're talking about but also people are asking us about you know Strictly and stuff okay. <laughs> um, you, and, and wanting to, wanting you take to do charge okay um, so oh, what's the name someone's asking what's the name of that article it was in Vogue it was in Vogue it was in this this month's Vogue Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought it because Jodie was on the cover. Um, Jodie's obviously like a beautiful, sensational, talented LA superstar now. Um, but we used to work together at BBC Three. Um, so when I saw she was on the cover of Vogue, I had to buy it immediately. And then I was just flicking through. Oh, so someone asked, where can I watch some more of your documentaries? They're all on the iPlayer, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. If they're not they're not they're not <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them are on the iPlayer yeah. that's why I watch them um, right how are you surviving self-isolating I'm going to be honest with this right obviously we wish it wasn't a thing obviously we wish coronavirus never existed and no one had to go through any of this because it's really difficult but purely if we take coronavirus out of the equation if that wasn't a thing and someone just said to me for the next, um, you know, for these next few weeks or this month or, or whatever, you've got to stay at home. I'd be quite pleased about it. Yeah, you can't pass no issues with self-isolating. I quite like and it. Watching the wrestling. The act itself. Obviously, we don't like the fact that coronavirus is no, happening. Of course. And obviously, I wish that everyone could go out. Um, and at the moment, they can't. They have to stay in. But you've been watching but the wrestling, Formula One. I've been saying football. for so long that I need a break. That, that mm-hmm. like, because I've for the last few years I've worked non-stop, He's solidly. Worker. Um, and and I keep saying I'm going to take a break at this point, and then it doesn't happen because I go, oh yeah, I really want to do that, and like some other offer or you know whatever, some other project turns up, and I go, yeah, I want to do it. Um, and finally, I'm getting to have a bit of a break. It's like a forced break. Yeah, which I'm really happy about. But um, obviously, that doesn't mean I'm happy about coronavirus before someone gets rowdy. Um, um, like, it's, it's nice for me just to, just to do nothing. And, uh, like, I'm 
sort of yeah I'm alright doing nothing I don't have to be out all the time or there's Laura the joy journal that's Laura hey Laura hello darling uh, would you ever take young consumers with you to places such as where, where you are? I missed the question. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Ask oh, us that again. Oh, you there it go. is. You can do that. Look. Oh, such as what you did when consumers. you were younger. Like a blood, sweat and t-shirts type thing and take younger. Do you know take what, a younger group out there. Do you know what I've always said would be a really great watch? People, and again, this is not me having a dig. This is just me having thoughts of my own before... There's some clickbait headline. You have to be so careful nowadays. Whatever you say you online, find yourself someone, like censoring yourself. Someone will take a reason to get offensive about it, but, like, like to take offence. Oh, you said this. You said that you, you're enjoying spending time at home. That means you're happy about coronavirus. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Obviously, it doesn't. But someone will say something like that. But you so, find yourself like self-editing. Yeah, but anyway, self-editing I've always said that I always think it would be really interesting for people who leave reality television shows and get these um, incredible deals to be the faces of these fast fashion brands Mm -hmm. to take them to the locations where the clothes are produced Mm. I I, I think that would be I would watch that I think that would be really fascinating because of course they're all decent people and god they're entitled to do whatever they want to do with their lives and good for you know I like hustler like good for people who go out and kind of grab life and you know make money but I I think it would be yeah that'd be really interesting I think that would be good yeah I don't think any of them would do it no I don't yeah I don't think anyone would do it um Kev is is burn the floor cancelled um no, it's not cancelled, but it is postponed. We were supposed to open in a few days, so right now, if it wasn't for uh, coronavirus, we'd be in Shrewsbury um, right now, teching, which is doing all the lighting and sound and, and, and all of that for the show in the theatre, and we'd be opening on the 26th, but um, that's not going to happen now. We're, we're in touch with all the theatres constantly and um, hoping we're praying, obviously for everyone's sake, that this is all done as soon as possible and for Burn the Floor's sake we're, we're hoping to go out in June and July um, I don't know whether whether it's a, that's going to happen obviously no one knows what's going to happen at the moment but we're planning for June and July but we're in constant discussion about when we can do this tour because I really want to get this tour out there because like rehearsals was just going so well um, yeah so that's the situation with Burn the Floor like we're, we're constantly um, constantly in conversation with the theatres at the moment and obviously their theatres themselves are waiting to hear from the government really when when it's okay to open again yeah um you guys look so pretty oh thanks very much you should do a documentary about the media and how they can hurt celebrities mental health (laughs) I know (laughs) I know Uh, yeah mm. (laughs) <laughs> none of us want to say anything because then we'll get some lies in the media about us so that's how that works um, has Kev been on locations for the, for the documentaries where's the best no I haven't absolutely not Stacey's been to like Syria Iraq um, she was doing a thing about Boko Haram in Nigeria I, there is no way that you'd get me there <laughs> Like, you, you, like, there's just, there's just no. I'm too scared. Stacey's a lot braver than I am. No, I, just, I. You see, I can't wait to get back to work. 
it's funny. So often, a lot of my gigs have been cancelled, obviously, because I often work abroad. Um, and whilst, you know, it's lovely to sort of have time at home and like hang out with you and get to do bits that I wouldn't do ordinarily, I'm itching to sort of go back to work and I'm not going to take it for granted. Like, I try and practice gratitude anyway without sounding, you know, like Miss mm. World. But I, I do think, you know, I'm so lucky and God, we're so fortunate. Da, da, da. But um, when I get back to work, I'm going to just really soak it up and think, oh, I'm lucky to do this for a living. And just the freedom of movement, like even just being able to, <laughs> even being able to go out and get on a plane and go, you know, know, interact, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. So the tiny bit of freedom's taken f- from you and you, you're desperate for it back. Someone just asked, would you ever bring out your, like, design your own range? I was speaking about that, wasn't I, with, um, like, recycled cashmere or silk mm. with my friend who's got a second-hand shop. Like, I'd like to do a loungewear line. We'll see. Hmm. I've probably got the time now. <laughs> I know, yeah, now's the time to do it. <laughs> do all these things. Um, loads of people asking if, if we'd still dance together and, and stuff like We dance like that. every day, don't we? We have a little dance if there's some music on in the house. Here's the thing about me, is that um, outside of like doing it professionally, I don't really like dancing. So like when everyone's out, at a, when everyone's out at a party, you know, um, at a bar or whatever, and everyone gets on the dance floor, you won't see me on the dance floor. Yeah, that's true. I don't like it really. I, I like, I like what I do for a living and dancing professionally, and you know, on things like Strictly Come Dancing or um, Burn the Floor, um, you know, and especially, um, especially if we're. Uh, like if it's a, something I've choreographed or something, if it's a choreographed piece, but in terms of just getting up and, and, and having a dance with no structure or no performance or whatever, just for the sake of it, I don't really like doing it. I don't, I'm not really into dancing that much. Um, apart from now, now and again, because Stace loves it. Stace is always dancing. So if there's music on in the house, Stace will, Stace will dance all the time. So... Yeah, she'll, she'll often grab me up, but she's the only one that can get me up dancing, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this live your next podcast? Yeah, yeah, well, I think so. It'll be one of the podcasts. We're recording it, so it can go out as a podcast. So, so anyone who misses this, because they're doing other things, because there's a thousand dance classes on or fitness classes on at the moment on Instagram Live, um, it'll go out as a podcast so that people can listen to it. I saw you in Rock of Ages last year. You were brilliant. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, have you checked in with Susan Kalman? Yeah, I was texting her the other day. I love Susan Kalman. She's the best. And we've been watching her on the telly, haven't we? Yeah, she's the cooking um, show that she's right, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've she... got to stop touching my bloody face. You two do it. I know, I know. Stay safe, you guys. Hi, you two. Oh. I also like the idea of doing like an online Strictly. So it wouldn't be me <laughs> dancing. What about like if we did something where. You know, like Gareth Malone's doing with the choir. Yeah, he's if we organise something for everyone to to do a dance and record themselves doing their, you could dress up, do do the whole thing in like in your living room, and send it in, and then like say me and I don't know Craig Revel or you know whoever can score it, and we can have like a whole It'd be great. online strictly, and then have a vote with everyone to see who wins, and we can call it. The Insta Live Glit, the Insta Glitter Ball, or something. I'd I'm, watch that. I'm sure there's copyright involved somewhere, but 
Um, Stacey is Kevin's muse, correct. Well, you copy me in my fashion. I see you're wearing the same as me again. This is navy and you're wearing dark grey. How is that navy? Are you serious? Navy? This is definitely green. Kevin, this is navy. What's it about? Navy? Navy. Okay. Maybe there's a geeky. Um, yeah, great idea. Yeah, are you still in touch with Kelly Bright? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I am, and um, we've actually got her on telly at the moment. Um, nice, Kelly. On, on EastEnders. <laughs> yes, Kelly's wicked. One of the best actresses in the world. Um, <laughs> see, that person said, "Yeah, do that, but please, God, no more fitness workouts." This is what I mean. I'm so unfair. This anyway. is what I mean. Yeah, uh, Neil's online. That's navy, isn't it, Neil? It's not. Dark grey, mate. <laughs> Someone's put dark grey, It's grain, absolutely mate. not. It is. But thanks for listening, everybody, for the podcast and our, and our chat about fast fashion and um, and some random questions as well with Bye. Stacey Dooley, MBE. See you all next week. Bye.